Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.3 The Fan is proud to bring you high school football coverage. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on around high school football in the San Diego section with the coach, John Cantera. This is absolutely fantastic that we're getting the high school football back on the air because high school football in San Diego is big time. And Braden Surprenant. Elion Noah to the near side, cuts it from 35-40, runs right up the hash mark, he goes to the far side, breaks the tackle to 40, 35-30, 25-20, one man to beat, 15-10. Five reaches the end zone, touchdown Helix. From player and coach interviews to game picks and breakdowns of the best matchups of the week, we've got you covered on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Well, hour number two, Coach John Cantero along with Braden Soprenant, and uh, thanks for uh, joining us tonight, our high school football show brought to you by the Eric Parade Save a Life Foundation. Did you know that sudden cardiac arrest is the number one killer of student-athletes? You can register to screen your teen on October 6th at epsavealife.org slash the fan. Well, I told Braden during the break, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing a high school uh, sports show here in San Diego since 1990. Took a couple of years off there in uh, 16 and, and 17, and uh, we came back last year. But after I have a coach like Kellen Cobbs in, and he brings two great athletes in Zoe Cuero and Richard Juni Harris, uh, you know what? I feel like I just started the show a week ago, man. It's why I still do it uh, where I'm at in my life now. I mean, you get fired up uh, talking to young athletes, and they've got uh, a whole life uh, ahead of them. And again, uh, tomorrow night, uh, remember, on our radio.com app, we've got uh, University City, the Centurions, uh, going down the road to take on the Kearney Comets. We'll have that game for you tomorrow night at uh, 630 Braden and uh, yours truly will have the call but right now we're going to get out uh, and uh, jump around the county a little bit and we're going to start off in North County and I drew call uh, going to join us and uh, drew uh, welcome to the program tonight how are you hey coach how are you great hearing from you ah, great to have you on again my friend uh, let's uh, roll through a few of these games let's start off with number 10 LCC uh, taking on number 13 Oceanside tomorrow night at the legendary Simcox Field. Yeah, I can't wait to go to this one tomorrow night. LCC has won this game the past two years, but Oceanside coming off a bye in the impressive win two weeks ago will rely on a junior, Kavika, Kavika Tua, who's averaging 100 rush, 179 rushing yards a game so far. For LCC, it'll be Ozzy Nicholas, who looks to shut down Oceanside's running and get the ball to quarterback Marshall Euchre and LCC's averaging almost 20 points a game so far. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think, interesting. Ozzy Nicholas came back uh, a week ago, I believe, and, you know, he's uh, an all-section linebacker. He got ejected in that first game against uh, Cathedral early in the ball game, and uh, he uh, definitely is a guy to watch in that ball game tomorrow night. Hey, let's uh, talk a little bit about Sam Pasquale sitting at 3-1 and one right now, uh, going down the street tomorrow night to take on the Orange Glen Patriots 1-2, and two, and the Battle of the Bear tomorrow night on Bear Valley Parkway. Yeah. The Battle of the Bears, right, but this has been a one-sided in the past decade with Sam Pasquale coming up on top. 
they just came off a close loss to Torrey Pines last week where they were within three points going into the fourth quarter. But they'll lean on their defense, who's just given up 55 points in four games. Wow. Orange Glenn, they'll look for Kale Patterson, who's all around back. He's averaging 184 yards a game with 112 receiving yards and 13 total touchdowns. They've they lost their last two games, yeah. Didn't he have like six touchdowns last week and they got beat? Yeah. Yeah, they got beat. He had six, though. You're right. Yeah. Uh, San Marcos, one and two. You and I saw them uh, a couple of weeks ago when we did that Oceanside game. And then uh, they're taking on Carlsbad at Carlsbad. Carlsbad sitting at three and one. And uh, they're uh, playing some really good football right now. Yeah, Carlsbad looked like they're playing great team football when I was out there last week at home. They have a great environment out there. And their defense looks really solid, shutting out Mission Hills in the second half. It looked great. And, um, they also, their only touchdown was given up on special teams with a punt return. But for San Marcos, yeah, they'll look to get behind the sophomore quarterback, Emmett Brown. He's averaging 224 yards, but they'll look to try to keep the accuracy there. You know, we saw it that one night where he kind of struggled a little bit to find it, but I, he has a good arm. I'm, I'm confident that he's going to find it. Uh, Drew, uh, Rancho Buena Vista, Joe Myers Ball Club really struggling right now. They're 0-4. They're going up the hill to Valley Center. Uh, Valley Center right now sitting at 2-2. Yeah, Valley Center, um, this is a big Valley League game for them to see where they'll seed out later in the year. Uh, RBV is looking looking for their first win, and they average less than a touchdown a game, but they'll look to keep it close with Valley Center that they'll look to get over 500 Valley Center. They, they're coming off a win versus Imperial, and they'll look to get behind quarterback Frank Staley in their running game. Drew, uh, enjoy the LCC Oceanside game. I know we're going to be getting some game reports for you tonight on our broadcast at Uni City and Kearney, and we'll look forward to it and have a great night, and thanks for the time. Thank you so much, Coach. Have a great night. You're great welcome. There you go. Drew Cowell uh, joining us for a few minutes tonight, uh, jumping around the uh, North County. Again, that matchup tomorrow night, you got LCC at 2-2, two and two, taking on Oceanside. It's 2-1. and one. Uh, San Pasquale, 3-1. Uh, and one. They did get beat by Torrey last week, taking on Orange Glen, 1-2. and two. San Marcos, 1-2, and two, going to Carlsbad. Thad McNeil got that team playing some great football right now. The Lancers are sitting at 3-1. and one. Rancho Buena Vista, 0-4. Taking on Valley Center 2-2. Two and two. And right now, we're going to head out to the East County from EC Preps. Our man, Adam Paul, joins me. Adam, good evening, and great to have you tonight. Thanks, Coach. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, and I can only imagine the game you're going to tomorrow night. Could I be uh, on the right track that you're going out to Mesa College tomorrow night? Uh, actually, I have a, pro- a previous engagement I have to go to. Oh, or else I would be going there. Well, let, let's start with that one. Uh, you got Helix uh, right now uh, sitting uh, with a, uh, a number one ranking here in San Diego, taking on the St. Augustine Saints, the number two team in the county. In fact, Helix jumped from three to one this week over the Saints uh, with that big win last week over Cathedral Catholic. Break this one down for me. You know... It's going to be really interesting. You know, Helix coming off the big uh, the big win, as you guys, you both you and Braden witnessed last week over Cathedral. Saints coming off the big 62 nothing win over Otay Rant. Um, you know, defensively, can Saints, uh, led by both Michael and Bixier, 
and Connor Hessler um, actually physically stopped Elion Noah. Um, as you guys saw last week, he knocked um, the Cathedral Catholic defenders to the ground. I know the video was going around, making making the rounds on social social media of him basically bowl, uh, bowling ball um, the one defender for uh, Cathedral Catholic. Um, so, that, you know, if they can do that, you know, limit his yardage, um, they should have a shot. But, you know, he, he's, he's healthy. And that anytime that Elion Noah is healthy, um, he looks uh, – plays plays better. Um, also, can Angelo Peraza keep plays alive and get the ball out to his playmakers, um, such as uh, Sam Scaife and Byron Cardwell? Can, and um, can Byron Cardwell actually run against the Helix defense? Um, the one thing I think is going to be interesting to see if um, Cameron Brown for the, for the Highlanders, if he can step up and do what he did like he did against Cathedral – and um, not make the mistakes on also um, will their special teams be able to um, do what they uh, did against cathedral against St. Saints. Cause I'm um, going back and watching the film and then talking to Steve Dolan. Um, it looked like uh, cathedral Catholic broke down on um, special teams, allowing Helix to, to jump out. I would uh, definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, uh, who you like in that ball game? Uh, kind of a toss up right now. Yeah, but I I'm gonna have to get I, I know I'm gonna go probably flack for this, but I'm gonna have <laughs> to give the edge to Saints just because it's at you know Mesa College. It's Hall of Fame week for them. Um, all the alumni are gonna show up. I mean, it, Coach, I guarantee they're gonna they're gonna have to turn people away um, uh, from that game. And I honestly can't remember a time or a game in San Diego County that a regular season game where they actually turned people away, number one versus two, or a high-ranking thing. Closest game that I could pro- probably think of, and I was there, was back when Herb Meyer still was still coaching up at El Camino, and they faced um, Oceanside. And about 4,000 or so people showed up, and I, that was the game that the, uh, the fog rolled in. You couldn't, <laughs> see the, couldn't see the field. Yeah, I, I remember that very, very well. Hey, I want to talk about Monta Vista going down to the Imperial Valley to take on Imperial. Both teams right now at one and three. And, you know, th- this game here has some significance for uh, Coach uh, Hamamoto. He's trying to tie John Shacklett for fourth all-time in career victories here in San Diego. Yeah, you know, um thought maybe they would have done, you know, done that last week against Christian. Um, but obviously Christian came out and, um, you know, pulled away with that big 43-6 to six, uh, win. Um, and, you know, Brady and I always talk about this. Um, going down to the Imperial Valley is always tough. And I actually kind of looked at the weather report because, as you know, it can be, get up to triple digits there, even at game time. But according to the weather report, it's supposed to be 90 degrees, supposedly, at game time um, with a small percentage of humidity. So we'll see about that. Um you know, Imperial Valley, they're no slouch. I know they're one and three. Um, they came off uh, for the, actually, what's interesting, for the second straight week, a loss of 37 to 34. So that, that was their, um, that was the, uh, their end score for the last, for the second straight week. Um, they lost to Va- Valley Center last week, 37 to 34. Their quarterback, Jordan Reed, threw for 235 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, their run game, led by Joey Ramos, ran for 124 yards and two touchdowns. 
Um, I, I think, you know, the, the traveling down to the Imperial Valley is going to be a, make a big difference. And uh, I, I just think that if the Imperial can um, get their offense going right away, I, I just don't know if Bonavista Vista has the horses to be able to come back. We're visiting with Adam Paul, uh, EC Preps, our, our guest, and uh, breaking down games from uh, out in the East County. You got Bonita Vista from the South Bay, two and two, heading out to take on the three and one Patrick Henry Patriots. <laughs> I tell you what, you, you know, you, you, you were talking about Henry um, earlier in the show with uh, Coach Gray. You know, talk about fireworks, man! They they can put up points. They put up uh, 62 points against Hell Cap um, a couple uh, uh, last week. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Bonita Vista is coming off that 28 nothing loss to Steel Cannon at home. Um, you know, if Patrick Henry, if they can, if their defense can settle down and hold Bonita Vista, I think uh, Matthew Castillo on the offense um, can pull this one out and put the game away possibly by halftime uh last week because he threw for 331 yards and four touchdowns um which all went to different receivers um their their running back elijah lux ran for 138 and two touchdowns uh their defense uh led by cooper smith he had 10 tackles last week they also had three sacks uh, if that front led by Cooper Smith can get in there and disrupt Benita Vista, I think Henry, um, the uh, Henry can, you know, like I said, pull away um, by halftime. Adam, last game I got for you: Valhalla two and one, uh, uh, taking on Mount Miguel, who's off to a four and zero start. Uh, well, actually, Mount Miguel is actually uh, one and two. Oh, one and two. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, uh, yeah, you know, Valhalla, they lost to a really good Hilltop team, 27-13 last week. Keegan Baker, he had his yards. He had 130 yards and a touchdown. Um, he's going to be the key for Valhalla, you know, looking to get back on track um, against the Matadors. You know, Mount McGill, they lost to Santa Fe Christian, 35-20. Uh, uh, they actually had trouble against the run-heavy um, Santa Fe Christian team last week. Uh, of course, uh, Mount McGill is led by uh, J.D. Laverdier, uh, who actually went over 4,000 yards in a career uh, for a career in, in uh, 13 games last week. Um, the, his main weapon uh, will be uh, Jaheim Allen Pompey, who's really speedy. Uh, so we'll see if um, Bahala can contain them. Uh, but I think Bahala, behind the run game of uh, Keegan Baker and that big offensive line, um, if they can finish drives and run the ball and play a little defense, I think um, they they should pull away uh, with the uh, with that win. Adam, great job, my friend. Have a great Friday night and thanks again. Same to you, Coach. Thank you very much. There you go, Adam Paul from EC Preps, and uh, check him out on Twitter at EC Preps. We'll uh, step aside when we come back. We're going to head down to the South Bay. Luke Ramirez is going to join us and break down a few of the big ball games in the South Bay tomorrow night. Braden Soprano and Coach John Cantera, we're going to 11 o'clock, the high school football show, every Thursday night, 9 to 11, right here on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We've got you covered on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Welcome back to the High School Football Show here on 97.3 The Fan. Braden Soprano, Coach John Cantero. Braden's going to join me here in just a few, uh, few minutes here at the after the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a look at the top ten and some of the other big games around uh, San Diego. Uh, but right now we want to get our uh, South Bay report. Got some good ball games down in the South Bay tomorrow night. And uh, joining us, he does each and every week, uh, big Luke Ramirez. Luke, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, Coach. Happy to be on again. Uh, great to have you on. Uh, first of all, where are you going to be tomorrow night? Let's start off with uh, the game you're going to be at tomorrow night. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Montgomery at Santana. And I actually want to ask you a quick question. What do you remember about 1983? What do you got? 1983? Well, let's see. What was I doing? I was coaching uh, baseball at Miracosta Community College. And, uh, you know, didn't see too many ball games down in the South Bay in those days. Well, then you missed that. Uh, that's the last time that Montgomery <laughs> High went 4-0 and wow. uh, to start their season. Uh, it's been that long, and after going 5-5 five and five last season uh, and barely missing out on the D4 playoffs, head coach Freddie Dunkel, he really feels like that he and his staff uh, have made a full overhaul of the culture, co- the culture over there at Montgomery. Um, and, you know, they have that perfect record so far to show for it. Um, it's his second season, but he's now had the opportunity of working with the team for a full offseason. And, uh, you know, that was key to their good start so far. Um, They've always felt like they've kind of been overshadowed, at least in the last few years, by the other Metro uh, Mesa League teams, you know, that have kind of cast that that large shadow upon them. But uh, Freddie Dunkel wants his program to come back into relevancy, and he doesn't see why they can't be a powerhouse uh, in the near future. They actually have eight coaches that played college football, and one of whom went on to spend some time in the NFL they got brand-new facilities there and new equipment. Um, so, like I said, Dunkel really wants to take this team to the next level, and uh, they're turning in the right direction with that. Um, they're, le- they're led by a, a duo of juniors in Jaheim Williams and Alexander Dixie, uh, the former who rushed for eight, 187 yards last week with two touchdowns. They had a huge win on the road against Kearney, uh, a D3 matchup there to, to – I'm sorry, a D4 matchup there to stay perfect – um, and Dixie's a dynamic guy at quarterback, and Coach Dunkel said that they feel really comfortable uh, showing a variety of looks formation-wise. Um, they can do a ton of different things offensively and, and be versatile, give the defenses tons of looks they have to deal with. He's got seven touchdown passes and three rushing touchdowns to go along with that. It's going to be a really fun game down on Palm Ave. Santana's coming in 4-0 as well, and Coach Tim Estes, is, you know, he always has a really good disciplined football team year in and year out. Um, they're having a pretty historic start as well. They've outscored their last two Metro Conference opponents the last two weeks. It was 89-0, to the com- combined score of those two games, and they're going to look to continue that trend uh, and bring Montgomery's hot start to, to a screeching halt. Um, that said, you know, I'm feeling that Montgomery Aztec magic, and, I, you know, I think they're going <laughs> to take care of that take care of that home field advantage, and I think they can come, on top, come out on top and move to 5-0. and Well, you got a good ball game to cover tomorrow night, huh? Yeah, exciting, exciting stuff. That's great, and uh, I'm sure your uh, your game report they put that online a little bit later in the evening, and then of course uh, we get it in the Sunday paper because of the deadline. Correct? Yeah, correct. Usually uh, a little after ten o'clock, we try to get that in and get it up on the website. There'll be a few photos in there as well. 
Um, and I think I got some rumblings that uh, we might have something coming out, a little bit more info on Montgomery High uh, the, the coming week. I'm going to have some photos for that as well. So um, hopefully they move to 5-0 and um, and keep things going there. It's a, it's a good opportunity for Santana as well, um, kind of a more perennial team. But it'll be exciting nonetheless. We're visiting with Luke Ramirez, giving us our uh, South Bay report. Let's uh, take a look at that Cathedral uh, game. Uh, Cathedral uh, coming down the freeway to take on the East Lake Titans, and uh, boy, Cathedral's got to be uh, have a bitter taste in their mouth after uh, getting beat up pretty good last week over at Helix. Yeah, definitely. As I'm sure you guys have talked about already, they kind of had their world rocked. Uh, Helix took them down, and also claimed the number one spot in the section. Um, you know, last week I noticed that quarterback Cameron Brown had a pretty good game, 14 of 18 passes for 180 yards for Helix. Um, I think that was a weakness in the Don, in the Don's defense, but uh, coming into this week, they're not going to have too much of a problem uh, dealing with the opposing quarterback. Uh, Eastlake has a couple of juniors in Cole McFarland and Adrian Colmanero. They only have one touchdown pass between the two of them. Eastlake really puts it on the ground. Um, they finally got their last win or their first win last week against San Jacinto. Um, their guy's Mateo Law back there. He's got 225 yards and two scores on the year. Um, and for Cathedral, like you, like you said, they're they're looking for a nice bounce back uh, win here. Christian Hall, Xavier, and DJ Ralph. It's no question that those are the guys that are going to be looking to get back on track and and run up and down the field. Um, that being said, I don't think Cathedral can nor they will take this game lightly. You know, they still know there's a lot of history at Eastlake, and they definitely don't want to make it two losses in a row. Um, I got to think Eastlake still looking ahead toward our league schedule as far as salvaging anything from this season. Um, so, you know, their Titans are, are start trying to get back on track, but I think it's going to be Cathedral, obviously, that's uh, going to be coming out on top. Hey, Luke, uh, tomorrow night, uh, number five, Steel Canyon, they're uh, 3-0 and right now. They're going to go down and take on Otay Ranch. Uh, Otay Ranch right now sitting at 2-2, two and two, and uh, even though they got the two wins, they've been a little bit up and down so far, haven't they? Yeah, a little bit, and they were a team I thought had some pretty good upside, and I think uh, kind of in that same boat as Eastlake, they're kind of just trying to prep for that league schedule. Um, they've had a really, really tough non-league schedule, and they're just getting into it um, facing Steel Canyon. Um, last week they had a really Steel Canyon Cougars they had a really nice week. Wesley Neely the third had a, a ten carries uh, for 169 yards and two touchdowns, and they got a good quarterback in Jeremy Mendez Gal. Uh, he's looked great at play caller. Um, they'll be both looking to have big games. And for Otay Ranch, uh, Paco Puentes is their guy, a quarterback. Um, he's been good, and uh, they're going to be up against it with the strong defense Steel Canyon has. You know, they held East Lake to seven points in week one. Um, and like I said, I see Otay Ranch in kind of that similar situation. They're trying to stay healthy, trying to prepare uh, for that league schedule, come out with a Mesa League championship. Um, that being said, so I, I got I got Steel Canyon grinding out a road win this week. Uh, Hilltop, Drew Wesling uh, have uh, his ball club sitting at 4-0. and They're going to take on the Morse Tigers. Uh, Morse comes in at 2-1. and Yeah, you know me. I love talking Hilltop Lancer <laughs> football and Coach Wesling. Um, like I said, they're they're the most dangerous and uh, and an explosive offense that the, uh, down here in the South Bay, I'd have to say. Um, a lot of people say, you know, their schedule's been pretty cushiony, but they had a, a big test last week in Valhalla, uh, who they took down at home defending the field. Um, you know, they proved a lot, I think, in that win, and, and the critics are still going to keep a close eye on this one with Morse as well. It's going to be a rematch between Drew Westling and Tracy McNair over at uh, Morse uh, of, a, of a playoff game last year. It was the opening of the, of the D3 playoffs where uh, the Tigers won 42-14 on the road, and they kind of rode that momentum uh, to win CIF as a, as a five seed. So 
Um, Hilltop has a lot more weapons this year, though. I've talked a lot about uh, Javin DeAnda, Marco Aki, uh, and Jeremiah Serrano. DeAnda's got uh, 1,039 yards through the air already, 11 touchdowns. Um, his favorite receiver is Marco Aki. He's got 610 yards catching, and uh, Serrano's racked up 504 yards offensively. Um, but Morse is going to look to shut that trio down. That's going to be the key in this one. Uh, last week, Hilltop was three for four, going for it on fourth down. I think that's going to be a huge factor into this game as well. And for Morse at two and one, Michael Cunningham is their guy. He's got six touchdowns on the year. Uh, they get pretty creative with with uh, their offense. A lot of running, though, not too many passes. I think they've only passed around around 20 times total this season uh, from what I've seen. So it's going to be all a ground attack kind of against Drew Wessling's air raid offense. So it'll be fun to watch, kind of two contrasting uh, offenses. But, uh, you know, I think Hilltop's going to avenge that series playoff loss and, and take care of Morse at home. Hey, Luke, you have a great game tomorrow night. you got a good one, uh, Santana and Montgomery, both teams uh, 4-0. and uh, uh, Enjoy the game, and I'll look forward to uh, reading uh, what you write, and we'll do this again next Thursday night, my friend. Sounds good to me, Coach. Thank you. There you go. Luke Ramirez uh, down in the South Bay doing an outstanding job for us and for the Union Tribune as well. We'll uh, take a timeout. Braden Soprenic going to join me. We're going to take a look at uh, this week's top ten, and we're going to take a look at a few of the other big games tomorrow night here in America's finest city. Coach John Kinter, we're going to the top of the hour of the high school football show every Thursday night, 9 to 11, right here on 97.3 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is byron cardwell i play running back at san augustine high school and the saints been played here at 97.3 the fan Back at it, Coach John Katerra bringing in my uh, buddy and partner, Braden Soprenant. And Braden, tomorrow night, you and I are going to be out there at Kearney High, uh, University City High, uh, taking on the Kearney Comets. Uh, it'll be on the Radio.com app at, at 6.30. Director, you, you've been out uh, there this week uh, there. It checking is a out beautiful the stadium. stadium. Nice They've stadium done a right, really nice job. Now. It's beautiful. Uh, revamping I, I was that telling school, them, but not only that high school, Claremont has a brand new stadium. Crawford's got a brand new one. Patrick Henry, Mira Mesa, uh, Madison. I mean, there's so many uh, city league schools that are getting uh, brand new stadiums. It's nice to see for these schools that have been around for a long time. 
Ah, absolutely. Let's take a look at the uh, top ten this week. Let's start off with uh, La Costa Canyon. Right now, sitting at uh, uh, three and one on the year. Uh, they're going to go up and take on Oceanside tomorrow night at seven o'clock at Simcox Field. I voted for them six this week. I voted them up high. I, I have a big believer in Lacoste Canyon because you know what they took that huge loss early in the season. We know how good Cathedral is and, and the teams that they have played after that. Um, but they played San Clemente, the closest out of any team from San Diego that has played them. Uh, they hammered El Camino last week. I really like Lacoste Canyon where they're sitting right now, and uh, I actually think they can might be able to give Carlsbad a nice little run for their money in the Avocado League potentially. Yeah, we'll see uh, what happens on that one. You got Mission Hills two and two. Uh, going up the mountain to take on Ramona, 0-4 in a non-league contest. Mission Hills last week uh, got beat on the road there at Carlsbad, 17-7. to Yeah, I, I think what, what I've been hearing is the, the biggest setback to Mission Hills just be, seems to be just having everybody communicate on the same page and, and playing together as a team seems to be uh, their biggest issue because they're highly talented. They got probably the most talented team in the Avocado League. I'm not surprised by the result just because I think Carlsbad's a good team, but I think they bounce back this week. Ramona's uh, not having the best seasons up there on the mountain. Uh, number eight, Grossmont this week. Tommy Carlo, 3-0 uh, and right now with his foothillers. Uh, they're going on the road up to Moreno Valley to take on Valley View, only 1-3, and three, and that once upon a time was a very proud program up there at Valley View, but they've definitely fallen on hard times. I think Grossmont should be able to get them pretty easily. Uh, you know, Olympian kind of punched them in the mouth a little bit in the first half of last week's game against the Grossmont Foothillers. They've been playing a really tough schedule, Olympian has, uh, but I like Grossmont in this game. I, you know, Valley View 1-3, you look at their Cal Preps ratings, it's not very high. Uh, it should be a winnable game, easy for Grossmont. Uh, the Lincoln Hornets, they're idle this week. They're 3-1. and one. They come in at number 7. They went up to San Clemente last Friday night, got beat 29-0, and turned it over five times. Well, San Clemente's a really good football team, and that's a good tester for Lincoln. I think they'll be able to bounce back from that. They're probably going to start to league play here pretty shortly, and we'll see where they're at. I mean, they're, they're in probably the toughest league right now uh, in San Diego County, uh, especially since the top two teams are one of two of the top teams in the top three in the top ten. Uh, number 6 is Torrey Pines, and, and I still got question marks about my alma mater right now. They're three and one. Uh, they're going on the road to take on a one and two El Camino team up at Herb Meyer Stadium at seven p.m. tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I had them lower on the list. In fact, I didn't even rank them this week because I haven't really been too impressed with Torrey Pines. I, I think they'll hopefully be able to bounce back, but they, they didn't look too great against San Pasqual, um, you know, last week, and then you know they lost the game uh, before that, and, and and they were they were only up ten seven at halftime against Olympian. Uh, definitely a drastically different team than from a year ago. Uh, I'd like to see them bounce back, and I know they're going to have a really big big game against Carlsbad in the next couple of weeks. I look look to see them beat El Camino this week though. Uh, number five. Steel Canyon three and zero. They're going down to the South Bay to take on uh, two and two Otay Ranch at seven p.m. Otay Ranch is two and two, but they got a pretty tough schedule so far this season. They did have a, a really bad loss to uh, Valley Center in the year earlier in the year. I, I think Steel Canyon handles them. They handled East Lake pretty well, so I think they can handle Otay Ranch pretty well as well. And uh, no, I like I like Steel Canyon a lot. 
Number four, Carlsbad, three and one, going on the road over to San Marcos. The Knights right now struggling along at one and two. That game will kick at seven p.m. as well. I got Carlsbad in this one big, I, and I said it last week. I, I, the winner of the Mission Hills Carlsbad game, I think, was going to run the table. I'm still sticking by that uh, until somebody can knock off Carlsbad. I think it's their league to win up there in the North County. Uh, number three, a Cathedral. They went from a one to three after the loss last Friday night out there at Helix. They're three and one. They're going down to the South Bay to take on the one and three East Lake Titans at seven p.m. I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't really want to be East Lake right about now, especially the way uh, Cathedral came out and, and made a lot of mistakes last week against Helix, and uh, they're going to be ready to go. They, it's a kind of a wake up call for them, and uh, I think they're going to go down to down to the South Bay and ha- have a pretty big win uh, for the Dons. Uh, the Saints, uh, they were number two a week ago. They're still number two. Uh, uh, Helix leapfrogged them after that big win over Cathedral Catholic. Uh, they're four and zero. They're going to take on Helix tomorrow night at Mesa College. Helix coming in at two and one, and boy, this is two weeks in a row for uh, Helix. And you know that was an emotional win last Friday night. Yeah, a perfectly planned game for Helix. A perfectly executed game for Helix. They didn't make any mistakes. They played a perfect football game. Uh, they really it, did. It, it, you really can't knock anything that they did last week. You can't really pinpoint to. And I'm sure their coaches will find something, like every coach does, of course. Um, you know, you can always work on something, but they. Fired on all cylinders. There weren't a lot of penalties in that game by either team. It was a pretty clean game uh, in terms of mental mistakes. But, uh, you know, Helix played a great game on special teams, offense, and defense. Very emotional game. Again, knocking off Cathedral Catholic. Uh, I will see how they do against St. Augustine. St. Augustine did get more first-place votes uh, than Helix did. They got 16 to Helix's 14. Uh, the big matchup to me, and this is where it gets difficult for me uh, in determining who I think is going to win the game. And You know, it's taken me a week to, to find finally figure out where I'm going to go. I, I think Saints is going to get the win because I think their defense plays perfectly into the offense of, uh, of Helix. I think that they're built to stop Helix's offense because they load the box, they bring the house, they man up on the outside. And we saw Cameron Brown last week. He, he didn't make a lot of mistakes, but we'll see what happens when he's got a lot of pressure uh, and, and has to you know deal with some, some big Saintsmen uh, in his face. But the, the, the equalizer is the best running back in the county, arguably the best football player in the county, and L. Elion Noah. And, and when Saints played L. Elion Noah in the regular season and he was healthy, Saints had a very bad time with L. Elion Noah. Now, we saw L. Elion Noah in the playoffs last year in the Eastlake game. He was a little banged up. Uh, and then in the CIF championship game, you could tell he was not running like he was Especially early in, in the, the season. Half. Especially in the second half. I mean, he had about 40 carries almost in that game <laughs> alone, uh, let alone an extra 30 carries the week before that and th- before that and before that. So L. Elion Noah is healthy. They're limiting his carries. They're getting the guy, other guys the ball because they know he's going to he's gonna be a big part of their offense down the stretch. So I see a hel- healthy L. Elion Noah. I like Delshawn Trailer rolling in there in certain packages. Uh, Helix has a lot of weapons. That's going to be the key for Helix is whether or not they can, if they can get a big play out of L. Noah, I think they'll be fine. If Saints limits L. Elion Noah to no more than about eight yards of carry, as crazy as that sounds, if they just get him on the ground and live to fight another uh, fight another play and make him have to drive down the field, I think that plays more in the Saints' hands. Well, last week against Cathedral Catholic, Helix hit him for three big, long touchdowns. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, it's like, you know, we talked about they had a perfect game. They had a really good special teams plays go their way. Um, Saints is a disciplined football team. I mean, you're not going to get. And they're a very physical football You're not going to get a team like Cathedral and like Saints in back to back weeks not have, 
you know, outstanding performances. One of them is going to have an outstanding performance. And and Saints, to me, I think they're very talented. Yeah, they're blowing some teams out. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do against a team that's, you know, a, a better opponent to them, a team that's more at their caliber as opposed to their first couple of games that they had uh, to start the season. And when they made the schedule, Eastlake on paper was going to be a lot better when they made that game uh, than they've played so far this season. So you can't knock the players or the coaches for the schedule they have. Um, but, you know, they've played Benita Vista as a team that they should handle. Uh, Eastlake this year, again, that's kind of a toss-up. Loyola is a team that they should be able to beat. And then, of course, Ochoa. Ranch is a team they should be able to handle. So I, I like to see the tester. Uh, we we're talking with Adam Paul. He says this game's going to be. He said this game's going to be interesting about fifteen times because there's so many different uh, interesting storylines. It's a game that I, I can't wait to uh, hear updates on and and check the scores on while we're doing our game, of course, too, because I think this game's going to play out really well. You know, I want to go back to Cameron Brown for a minute. You know, he didn't do anything uh, like a wow factor in the game last week that we did. But you know what? He he didn't make any mistakes. And the thing that really impressed me, there were a couple of times, you recall this, there were a couple of times when he was under duress back there, and, and a lot of quarterbacks might have tried to make something out of nothing and thrown the ball up for grabs or you know, just trying to make that perfect pass. He pulled it down. He ran, got out of bounds. They lived to play the next play. I thought his decision-making last week was outstanding. Well, they didn't turn the ball over. Once they didn't have one turnover the entire game, uh, you know, either fumble or, or interception. That's going to have to be the the key, I think, for Helix to win. And as crazy as that sounds, they might have to play another perfect type game to beat a team like Saint Augustine. And we'll see how they react to playing back to back games that are against very tough opponents for Helix, like Cathedral tried to do in back to back to back games. And you saw what, where they were at when uh, they rolled in. Uh, you know, the Highlander territory last week. Uh, let's take a look at some of these other games here in our final a few minutes. Again, our game tomorrow night will be University City, the Centurions, taking on the Kearney Comets at Kearney High School. We'll have the broadcast for you on our radio.com app at 6.30. So, again, uh, download the radio.com app. And the uh, following week, a week from tomorrow night, we're going to be out there at Hilltop as Hilltop is going to be taking on the Medina Vista Barons. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, but uh, tomorrow night at Union City going against uh, Kearney. Uh, Braden, let's take a look at a few games here in our final couple of minutes. we got La Jolla Country Day 4-0 uh, traveling up to take on Santa Fe Christian, who's 3-1. and Yeah, that's a pretty good matchup. It's very intriguing to me. I think Santa Fe Christian uh, is a little bit better. They've played a little bit better competition. Uh, but this is a great small school matchup. <laughs> is it not? We always see these teams, Santa Fe Christian, La Jolla Country Day, every once in a while. Um, you know, you could throw bishops in there. Um, that kind of like small school you know world uh, that they play football and they play some good football down there I like Santa Fe Christian in this game uh, I think they just have a couple bigger guys but you know we're talking to um uh, Tyler Hales the head football coach um, for um, La Jolla Country Day during the offseason he said they have the biggest line they have ever had in school history uh, which is probably why they're 4-0 right now and guess what you got linemen in any in any form, high school, Pop Warner, college, NFL, you got linemen, you're going to be a good football team. Uh, that's what my dad told me when I was a little boy. If you don't have an offensive line, you don't have a very good team. Exactly. And, it, and I've always remembered that. Uh, you got Vista playing some great football right now. They're 3-1. and one. They're going to go over to Sun Devil Stadium, take on Mount Carmel tomorrow night. Coach Anderson got the uh, Sun Devils right now sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Sun Devils, uh, you know, they lost to Mira Mesa, which is kind of interesting, and they lost, also lost to uh, uh, to Valley. 
Valley Center. If I, I think no, I think they beat Valley Center, but Mount Carmel sitting at two and two, uh, already a, a really good improvement from a year ago. They struggled last year. Um, I don't think they have the firepower to beat Vista. Uh, I like Vista a lot. I have them in my top ten actually. I I voted them ten this week. I really like Desmond Taua. I like the way they run their offense. They're kind of hybrid wing T uh, type offense where you can use Desmond Taua as a quarterback, as a running back. You know, kind of all over the place. Um, that's a team that's going to, I think they're going to start to light up the Palomar League. I think they're my favorite to win the Palomar League. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do against other teams like maybe Poway and Rancho Bernardo. Um, it's an exciting matchup for for um, you know for Mount Carmel, see where they're at. Of course, they're on the trend up. Their JV team last year went undefeated. They went 10-0. I like to see how they improve, but I like Vista. You got the La Jolla Vikings, 2-2, two and two, uh, taking on Scripps Ranch, 4-0. Oh. Of course, we had uh, Marlon Gardnera and his son Nicholas and their quarterback Luke Durkin in here a week ago. The night uh, later, they went out and uh, took down uh, Mira Mason, their rivalry game. They did do that. This game's interesting because of uh, what happened last year in this game. If you recall, the whole phantom, uh, Scripps Ranch is taking a knee. Uh, the officials telling La Jolla, don't fire out. Then one of La Jolla players fires out, Causes a fumble, jumps on the ball. Two plays later, La Jolla scores, and they win the ball game. Uh, kind of a crazy fluke of a game. Uh, you know Script Ranch is going to remember that. We were talking to Coach Marlon Gardnera. He was talking about that game. He had that circle on his calendar. He wants to get that win back. I'd like to see Script Ranch improve to 5-0 and and for the Script Ranch Falcons. How about that, Coach? And uh, you've got uh, two teams that are scuffling right now a little bit. you got Olympian 1-3. and three. Traveling down to take on Point Loma, who's one and three. I think these two teams are are decent football teams. I think they're good football teams. Their record, uh, I think, is a big factor of strength of schedule. Olympians played Grossmont. They've played Torrey Pines. They've uh, they they haven't been afraid to play anybody. Uh, Point Loma the same way. We'll see how Point Loma reacts after getting a, a boat race last week against Rancho Bernardo, not being able to score any points. I think this game is a very interesting matchup, uh, and I think this will be a close one between the Eagles and the Pointers. How about our uh, game tomorrow night? University City uh, coming in at one and three, uh, taking on Kearney a uh, one and two. Both ball clubs have talent; they just haven't put it together yet. Yeah, both teams have have the ability uh, to be really good football teams. You see, uh, Gunnar Gray, the uh, you know the quarterback for University City in his third season, uh, he's got the offense down. He he's, he can throw it all over the place. Uh, in fact, uh, the offensive coordinator for Kearney, uh, he he runs a seven on seven off season travel team, and his quarterback is Gunnar. Gray, so they know him very well. He said it's one of the best quarterbacks he's ever had. He understands what they run. They kind of run two similar offenses. I want to see these offenses go. Verlaine Batofi, the offensive coordinator uh, for Kearney, and then of course uh, Tate Forcier, the former Michigan quarterback, the Script Ranch High School quarterback as well. He he calls the offense for University City. I'd like to see these two teams bounce back and, and hopefully both have... With, no matter what the outcome is of tomorrow's game, hopefully they can can put some wins together for their second half of their seasons. You know, it's been an early season. We're we're getting to the halfway mark of the season already. It's hard to believe, and you know, yeah, I was has even looking, started cooling off yet. You know, I was looking, uh, you know, just at some of the numbers last week, and Robert Tucker, that running back out there at Grossmont, boy, he had an unbelievable game last uh, 
uh, Friday night, both running it and catching it and returning it. But he's only a junior. I bet he's going to get recruited. Yeah, I like uh, I like Robert Tucker at, at Grossmont, and uh, uh, his mom actually emailed me about uh, getting some of his highlight calls sent to us. Is her. that so right? I got I got to respond to her email. Uh, so, uh, Mrs. Tucker, if you're listening, I am responding to your email pretty shortly. Uh, but yeah, at the halfway point, I'm still sweating when I show in the work because of how hot it is for these high school games. But uh, I can't believe it's already the halfway mark. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, Robert Tucker last uh, Friday night, 462 all-purpose yards. He had six touchdowns, and uh, he had uh, 20 carries last week for 275 yards, three touchdowns, and then he had uh, uh, six catches for 116 yards and a couple of uh, kickoff returns for 71. That's a pretty good night uh, sleep. I bet he, uh, he slept in on Saturday morning, I would think. Yeah, he probably was still pretty sore though. I remember waking up on high school on Saturday the next day. It didn't matter how well I played, uh, my body was uh, definitely aching uh, and sore. But he, he's a tremendous athlete and a tremendous weapon to that Grossmont offense, who uh, seems to be humming right now. I was glad our high school football coach uh, didn't have the bright idea to bring us in on Saturday morning oh, after playing films on Friday at a.m. I remember we had to go to films at seven thirty in the morning. We did our stride and stretch. We get taped up. We got looked at if we uh, had an injury the night before. Then we go watch film to about 9 o'clock, and then he'd cut us loose for the rest of the day. But I spent most of my Saturday falling asleep on the couch with college football on in the background. That's about what I did as well. Hey, I'd like to thank everyone for uh, tuning in. i uh, certainly like to thank Kellen Cobbs and his uh, two uh, players from Granite Hills that stopped by tonight. Uh, Zoe Cuero, a big offensive and defensive lineman, also plays a little linebacker, uh, Richard Junior Harris, the cornerback running back. And, uh, of course, I'd uh, like to thank uh, the coaches uh, tonight from the two schools we're uh, doing tomorrow night. Uh, we had uh, Ryan Price on from Union City and uh, Will Gray uh, from uh, Kearney. Uh, for Braden Suprenant, Coach John Cantera, hope you enjoyed the program. And again, we'll be back in next uh, f- uh, Thursday night from 9 to 11. Again, tomorrow night, radio.com, 630, Union City against Kearney. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.